Welcome, friends, to Roundtable Radio, produced by Roundtable Writers, where artists support artists. Our multi-generational and multi-genre community is always open to new members. Go to www.roundtablewriters.org to learn more. If you enjoy our community and the projects we do, please consider donating the price of a monthly coffee by signing up on our Ko-fi page at ko-fi.com slash roundtablewriters. Thanks for listening. From poetry and the profound to practical portraits of the writing life, from genres of the fantastic and romantic to matters of the stalwart dramatic, welcome to Roundtable Radio, a Roundtable Writer's production. Soft breezes blowing, new green and glowing sun, warmly shining, melting the snow. Brooklets a hurry onward, they scurry down to the ocean gleaming below. Wake, oh my heart! Join in the song, new life is stirring, earth is reborn. For love is swelling, gay carousing, sorrow and gold must go. Welcome, friends, to this week's episode of Round Table Radio. I'm Odin Halverson, co-founder of Roundtable Writers, and I'm here this week to talk to you about why Disney must pay. This is actually a hugely important issue for the broader arts community, and it's necessary that everyone who enjoys creating within the arts and even having a mild or somewhat mild expectation of income from their work should be paying really careful attention to this. But first, I want to do a really quick shout out to our latest Kofi supporter. Dan McMinn has joined us as a monthly supporter. This is really, really lovely of Dan, and such a massive step in supporting everything we do here. So, thank you so much, Dan. Also, another quick shout-out to Dr. Christopher Phillips, author of Socrates Cafe. Chris has kindly supported us from the very beginning, as we've gone about building this community from scratch, and he does incredible work in the world. It's a real honor to have him supporting our endeavors. So go ahead and check out his work at SocratesCafe.com. It just makes me so happy to see how energized our community can get and all of the incredible projects we've already made happen. Having you support us on the monthly level allows us to put more attention on Roundtable Writers with its growth and development, and that affords us the chance to continue bringing exciting new opportunities for community and learning to the world. But now, onto our main content for today. Why Disney Must Pay. This is from the site writersmustbepaid.org, which is maintained by a task force from the science fiction and fantasy writers of America. In 2020, Alan Dean Foster came to science fiction and fantasy writers of America's grievance committee because he had written novels and was not being paid the royalties that were specified in his contract. During investigation, SFWA discovered that Disney was now the rights holder and contacted them. The initial contact refused to pay. Disney's argument was that they have purchased the rights, but not the obligations of the contract. SFWA was forced to take the matter public in order to get a resolution. SFWA suspected that other authors and other creators, such as illustrators, would be similarly affected. 
Well, they are pleased to report that the matter of missing royalties for Mr. Foster's novelizations have been resolved. About a dozen additional authors contacted SFWA with a request for assistance, including the authors of Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, Indiana Jones, and multiple other properties. SFWA has provided Disney with the names of authors who are similarly missing royalty statements and payment going back years. Disney is being reactive rather than proactively working with us to address the significant issue we have brought to their attention. It should be noted that while in talks for Mr. Foster's Alien novels, Disney was told that he was also missing statements and royalties for his Star Wars novelizations. They would not begin the process nor resume royalty statements until Mr. Foster contacted them with a formal claim. And that, by the way, included trying to make him, um, <laughs> including trying to make him sign a non-disclosure agreement, which is really quite terrifying, actually. Anyway, SFWA has attempted to create a cooperative relationship with Disney, but the cooperate but the corporation flatly refuses to work with us. They, has, they say they are committed to paying the authors, but their actions make it clear that Disney is placing the onus to be paid on the authors, while at the same time attempting to isolate the authors from receiving counsel from their professional author organization. Alright, so what are the stakes? Well, during the initial hashtag Disney must pay campaign, SFWA proposed a hypothetical situation based on Disney's position that they had purchased the rights, but not the obligations, to Mr. Foster's work. In this scenario, Company A might sell a property to their sister company B to get out of paying royalties. <laughs> the situation is no longer hypothetical. Fox had licensed the comics rights to Buffy the Vampire Slayer to Dark Horse. After Disney purchased Fox, they withdrew those rights from Dark Horse and granted them to Boom Comics. When one, un when one Buffy author contacted Boom about missing royalties, they were told that royalties don't transfer. And guess what? Disney is one of the owners of Boom Comics. <laughs> So now the, the Disney Must Pay Joint Task Force was formed to identify and guide authors and all creators who might be owed money due to the discontinuance of royalties and statements for media tie-in creative works. This task force is comprised of the following associations and nonprofits that advocate for writers. The Science Fiction and Fantasy Writers of America... The Authors Guild, Horror Writers Association, International Association of Media Tie-In Writers, International Thriller Writers, Mystery Writers of America, National Writers Union, Novelists Incorporated, Romance Writers of America, Sisters in Crime, Writers Guild of America West, and the Writers Guild of America East. Task Force members include representatives from several of its member organizations including Neil Gaiman, Tess Garriston, Mary Robinette Kowal, Lee Goldberg, and Chuck Wendig. The committee has identified the following areas to be addressed. Disney needs to honor its contracts now held by Disney and its subsidiaries. It needs to provide royalty payments and statements to all afflicted creators. Update their licensing page with a FAQ for creators about how to handle missing royalties. 
create a clear, easy-to-find contact person or point for affected creators and cooperate, like actually cooperate with author organizations who are providing support to creators and their agents. Now, this also comes with a call to help because Disney is not willing to work with the task force to identify creators and correct these missing payments. So they need your help to alert any creators who may be affected. They say, if you know someone who may be affected, send that person a link to this site. And again, that is writersmustbepaid.org. You can also show your support for this effort in a number of other ways. You can use the Disney Must Pay hashtag on social media. They also need your help to bring the task force's five action items above to the attention of Disney's decision makers. And there are some uh, sample tweets to share. You know, uh, so it's, there's lots of there's lots of helpful stuff there on you on their website. So again, just check out writersmustbepaid.org. Because Disney has declined to cooperate with the task force in identifying affected creators, the Disney task force really needs your help to contact everyone who might be affected. I know sometimes that this sort of thing sounds like it doesn't affect you, right? Maybe you're not a Disney creator. <laughs> Maybe you're not someone writing tie-in novels. Um, maybe you write novels, but you don't write tie-in novels. Maybe you're not a writer at all. Maybe you've never seen a Disney work in your entire life. I don't know. But I guarantee you that this is a massive deal. This is a landmark moment in the history of artists' rights. We have seen the arts in the United States get crippled time and time again for truly frivolous and ridiculous reasons. We've seen our country here champion the importance of the arts even as it cuts funding for the arts. Uh, we, we can't let that happen anymore, and we certainly cannot let a massive mega corporation like Disney get away with this. We saw this happen uh, earlier in 2021 as well when Disney tried to cheat the actress Scarlett Johansson out of uh, her, her legitimate earnings. Now, luckily, it looks like, you know, a lot of these higher profile cases, they, they are getting handled. You know, they are, Disney is actually paying <laughs> because these people have managed to use their creative power to leverage some action. But there are so many people who don't have that kind of star power. And in the future, what happens now is going to be going to be set as precedent for everything that takes place. So right now, you need to go to writersmustbepaid.org. You need to spend just five minutes reading about this yourself, exploring it, and then you need to share this on social media. If you do know someone who is in the position of needing to get their royalties from Disney and is upset about it, make sure that they go here. Make sure they contact the task force. There, There's a lot of work to be done, and we are up against an incredibly powerful foe. And we need, we need to make this... We need to make this a win. So that's my big news piece for today. <laughs> All right. So uh, to close us out today, I want to read a piece by the incredible poet Dylan Thomas. 
Now, this was written as part of a script for a short film that was produced in 1942. Regardless for the reasons for the production of the film, Dylan's work on it proves a, a powerful view into his socialist tendencies. He had very strong views on socialism and how communities should function, how people should function in the world. It was a really important part of his identity, but it was actually one that was rarely seen in his published writing. He preferred to concentrate on the ethereal, on the natural, on a world beyond the petty. And I actually really love that about his work. But those moments when he does highlight something from the starker side of his extraordinarily class-conscious experience, you really feel it. And I think that you'll be able to tell that here. Remember the procession of the old young men? From Dole Queue to corner and back again, from the pinched, packed streets to the peak of slag, in the bite of winter with shovel and bag and a drooping fag and a turned-up collar, stamping for the cold at the ill-lit corner, dragging through the squalor with their hearts like lead, staring at the hunger and the shut pit head, nothing in their pockets, nothing home to eat, legging from the slag heap to the pinched, packed street. Remember the procession of the old young men. It shall never happen again. All right, friends, <laughs> that's it for this episode. We'll see you next week, same time, same station. And as Gertrude Stein once wrote, if you can't go easy, go as easy as you can. Roundtable Radio is brought to you with the generous support of our Kofi patrons. If you enjoy our community and the projects we do, please consider donating the price of a monthly coffee by signing up on our Kofi page at kofi.com/roundtablewriters. Our music is Spring off the 1941 album Folk Songs of the Americas and uploaded to the Internet Archive by the Cali Austin Foundation. Roundtable Radio is made available under the Creative Commons license BYNCSA. This license allows reusers to distribute remix, adapt, and build upon the material in any medium or format for non-commercial purposes only, and only so long as attribution is given to the creator. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next episode.